Hello, Fantasy Disc Golf fans, and welcome to Chill This Days, a sports ethos presentation. I am your host, Matthew Williams, and you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Chilliams and Instagram at Chill This Days. And I would like to officially welcome you to episode number 26 of Chill This Days. And on today's show, we have the Music City Open Preview. It's uh, been a little bit since the last show, since the uh, the Open at Austin. So excited to hop back on and talk some fantasy disc golf with you guys. But before we get into that, you know I gotta gotta touch on a few things before we get into fantasy. And and uh, I was not really going to. I haven't felt the need to really touch on the Natalie Ryan situation, but just with the um, recent post by uh, the Lynn sister's mom, the whole thing was pretty over the top. But the big issue, obviously, I have with it is that last, like just the last sentence where she called natalie a man was totally uncalled for i understand this whole natalie ryan situation is super tricky while that conversation's being had i would like to see people being respectful is all i'll have to say so i would have liked to have seen the lynn sisters come out and say that their mom was in the wrong you know misgendering and dead naming, I would say, are like the two just just completely, um, I don't know, another better way to phrase it than just completely disrespectful. Like if we can't have these conversations in a respectful manner, then you shouldn't be debating it at all. Going on a tirade on Facebook isn't going to solve anything. So, I mean, this is my platform. This is why I, I do not think getting into written back and forth on social media, Facebook, Reddit, Twitter, Instagram is the move at all. You know, I don't, I don't think that's accomplishes anything. I am just stating a simple, we should be respectful if we're going to have this conversation because it's not black and white. The Lynn's sister's lack of standing up and then actually like liking posts that were saying that, that transgender and mentally ill. And then for her mom to call Natalie a ma'am um, was just, uh, yeah, that got me worked up a bit. So uh, just off the bat, I just if you're going to have that conversation, I would say, hey, don't there's no need to do it online. Like it's not going to accomplish anything and just. Be respectful because it's a tricky conversation. All right. That's all I'm going to say on that. Um, but was really, really disappointed. And I will not be like supporting the Lynn sisters for sure. My thoughts on that. Um, <laughs> um, moving on to just the show. I know I took a, it was only a one event hiatus, but um, I think I am going to take more of like a Haley King approach to the show, you know, where I'm just kind of like going to do the show when it when it uh feels like when I can you know I'm 
for especially like since this is my f- like first year really getting into fantasy disc golf um i kind of want to make the clarification because i've kind of seen the the phrase uh, fantasy expert thrown out there a bit um i wouldn't classify myself as a fantasy expert <laughs> i'm a fantasy analyst and i try to bring the fan to fantasy like i've tried to be transparent about just uh i'm just trying to do this for fun and and if i don't feel like it's fun anymore i'm not gonna do it so that's just um kind of my take on the show going forward like i already know next week like i don't really know much about this blue ridge championship so like you know this is my first year like even having dgn i've for sure been just a post-produced person and and uh as i'm ramping up my competitive side too like you know where this show goes from here i'm still not absolutely certain i know i do enjoy doing it but as far as the consistency of it you know i might even consolidate it down to one show a week instead of doing a preview review just i would say hopefully you guys enjoy the show when it does come out you know so yeah i i you know this first year i was really hoping to be really consistent and everything but Sometimes life gets in the way, and and I'm okay with that. Um, speaking of the competitive, and I'm just gonna touch on real quick. I've I've played two, my first two MA three tournaments. Um, I've kind of touched on my disc golf background. I've been playing for since like college over ten years, but I've had a couple ACL and meniscus tears, so just kind of working my knees back, and and I feel, finally felt like my body um, was in a good position to start getting into some competitions. So. Uh, I did uh, a couple of the uh, Kansas City Flying Disc Club uh, kind of like challenges for some of the um, events that are going to be in the big Flying Disc Challenge, which I don't think I'm going to be able to handle four courses in two days. Like my knee was pretty rough. Um, so, but I did Smithville Blackthorn. Uh, had a great time, got on a card with a couple, uh, MA50 guys who really were cool showing me the ropes and, uh, it was definitely a more woods course. So I took a, like three double bogeys, which, which, uh, like for sure shouldn't happen. I don't know. It was like nerves and, and, uh, just the woods, you know, just being off a little bit, uh, throwing some hero shots that got me in trouble. So, um, I think my goal was like plus three on that one and I ended up plus seven. So you know, really wasn't concerned about where I placed, but just kind of how I shot. So that one didn't go as well as I was hoping, but I still had a great time and it was a great way to get my feet wet. And then um, played Waterworks just a few days ago, um, did MA3, and your boy got first <laughs> out of 45. So I was super proud of, of I was super proud of how I, I like I said, I um I just how I carried myself because I did get off to a bit of a rough start. Like on hole two, I had a an upshot uphill where I like definitely aimed more right than I should have because I had like a stable putter and I thought I would hide or yeah, I had my MV and I like using for upshots and I got myself into a little jail on the right and some trees and kind of had a weird straddle blocked putt and I took a bogey on that one I for sure shouldn't have but there was a dude on my card that had a it's like 150 or 200 foot throw in on that hole and it just got the energy going so good after that so 
like even even though I took a bogey, like the energy was definitely good on the card. Took uh, and I took a bogeys on four and five, which were really just I had uh just some oh fifteen twenty foot testers that chained out left. So I was sitting plus three through five, and I was like, ugh, not the start I wanted. But and I even had a rough uh, tee shot in six, but I was able to scramble, get the par, get a birdie on seven, and then and then after that, I think I played real clean except for one other one other hole where I was between two discs and on my upshot and um I should have gone with the other one so I took like one more bogey that I think I shouldn't have but I'm not gonna I'm not going to let my head get too big for I will say like I think the big reason I did so well was I looked at the weather before the round started and like the wind like it was a flex start anywhere from like 8 a.m to 2 p.m and I looked at the weather and like when I uh the weather in the morning was like what 10 miles an hour and then it was gonna pick up in the afternoon all the way up to like 2025 so I for sure got there first thing in the morning 8 a.m and I was probably one of the first cards out so like Honestly, I feel like a lot more of it just had to do with the game plan of getting in there before the wind picked up. So, like I don't I don't like if we all had the same conditions, I don't know if I would have got first, but uh I'll take it. Like at the end of the day, I can look back and say I won a C tier event against 44 other people. And waterworks, like it's just a cool thing to say. I'm proud of myself for putting myself out there and, and uh, getting the W. So uh, I'll probably move up to MA two after this, and probably stay there for a while. But uh, yeah, I thought it was a great experience, and I, and I definitely know where I need to improve. So I'm excited um, to just keep keep competing. And and you know, when I was doing this fantasy uh, started, I really didn't think my competitive aspirations would be too high, but like just getting out there and meeting new people and getting those competitive juices flowing felt really great. So I really want to just keep working on my game and uh, keep putting myself out there at certain events. I'm not going to be someone who grinds every weekend or anything, but I'll definitely pick and choose and, and um, you know, really focus on just bringing good energy and stand, like just playing my game. Uh, plus three was my goal going into it, honestly, and I shot plus three. So I was extremely happy. And no double bogeys was another goal. And I managed to avoid no doubles. So that was great. All right. Well, with that out of the way, I think it's time to talk some fantasy now. All right. I think we got to get to the Music City Open. And we will be it's the second year of Mill Ridge Park, but it does look like there's quite a few changes. Um, we have MPO par 65, 99, 77 feet. FPO par 66, 87, 33 feet. Just looking off like the bat, like, you know, just watching the coverage last year, like hole one was a tester. Kind of like Waco, except like you can either go up the gut or could have forehanded around but still had like that ob tester feeling but now it's a par four par four 668 feet there's still some definitely like artifact 
official OB, but definitely not as tight as you saw, like the open in Austin. But I definitely think uh, staying in bounds is going to be key. Big distance, I think, is going to be key. Uh, and I do think, like, the forehand backhand combo is going to be clutch. Like, even looking at, like, um, Nico last year, I saw him bust out some forehands. Macy Villa Diaz was, was hitting some forehands. You know, Evelina and Hannah were on the lead card last year. So big distance, I think, is going to be a big factor, but also, like, still placement. So it's, um, like, not at, yeah, like, not as much artificial OB as open at Austin, but, you know, you're still going to, I still think dis distance is going to be key, and I think you're going to see the forehand come in real handy just to get into some like with certain placement shots or whatnot so like honestly some guys dude Ezra was on the lead card last year I'm thinking Ezra and with his OB rate kind of touched on like doing a lot better I think Ezra is a sneaky not I keep saying I say sneaky a lot he, he'll be a really good I think um survivor pick if you don't go with Chris Dickerson I think I'm still going to go Chris Dickerson just because this is his, like, home course and he's crushed it. Um, I still think Chris Dickerson's the play for Survivor. But if you've used him by chance or perhaps you want to save him for a different event, I'm honestly, I'm really looking at Ezra Aderhold as, as the other um, option here. But, dude, like, um, Adam Hammes, I'm thinking, is, is going to be a good starter I've kind of been shitting on Tristan Tanner lately, so I'm going to put him on the start list for sure. Um, I think Tristan Tanner is going to do well. And then uh, a guy that uh, popped off, uh, Mason Marchbanks. He popped off at the Open at Austin. And I think when I did my review episode, I was like, I don't know if you're really going to do anything with Mason, but... That dude has a legit forehand-backhand combo. So he's like around... Um, he is... He was 10.02 rated, I believe. So I have him in my... I'll get to my uh, picks for the prize league that's going on. I think it's another Lone Star. It is another Lone Star one this week. But yeah, dude. I think Mason Marchbanks is for sure going to be um, a player I'm targeting this week to do well. So, um, I was looking at like PPI, but like Jake Hebenheimer is still up there in PPI, but yeah, he kind of sucked at open at Austin. I'm kind of nervous to use him. It could have been conditions. Uh, the weather does look like it's going to be pretty optimal. So looking at the weather, it's like 60 to 70 degrees, five to 10 mile an hour winds. Um, I think there's slight rain, maybe Saturday morning, but don't think weather is going to be a factor at all at this event so you know play your studs I think Anthony Brella should bounce back there's not as much artificial OB as open in Austin where he got in the 50s so I think AB will be all right I wouldn't sit AB and overreact or anything like that um but another guy I'm kind of like keeping an eye on uh he's he's gonna be on the watch list Partly because I don't know much about his game and his rating is pretty high, is Aiden Scott. Uh, Aiden Scott 
is from Chattanooga, Tennessee. He is 1018 rated. And what? Looks like he's Team Prodigy. Um, so, dude, he's going to be a watch list guy for me. I don't know much about his game. It looks like uh, he played mainly C and B tiers last year. Uh, like a combination of MA1 and MPO. So, uh, let's see. This year... I think this is going to be his first elite series event. So, um, I'm sure I'm not going to do I'm not going to start him or anything. I'm sure there's going to be some nerves being on like the big stage and whatnot, but, uh, that's just a, a name that popped out, that um, dude high rated and from the Tennessee area, I was like, Ooh, maybe this guy might pop off, but I'm i I'm a little nervous to use him. So, um, I'm going to have him on the watch list along with Evan Scott. Both of them are, are Evan Scott's been doing pretty well, but he's still he's still a youngin, so uh, I'm gonna have him on the watch list still. Aiden Scott did get fifth at Throw Down the Mountain, which um I just watched the final round of Throw Down the Mountain, but I think there are a few takeaways uh from there. Uh first would have to be Sullivan Tipton. I thoroughly enjoyed his game, and I think he actually will be a really uh, good pick here. Actually, it looks like he's not registered for Music City Open, but long term, I do like him as an option. Uh, Dis- he was Team Discraft, so it looks like he was real comfortable with the zone. Uh, really liked his putt. Like What he does with his putt is for sure what I would like to do with mine. Like He like, has a smooth pace, and just, like, watching his back foot, like, I've been trying to, like, uh, make sure, like, on my back foot, I stay on my toes, and kind of, like, push towards the basket, because I felt like I used to just kind of be flat-footed on my back foot, so, uh, I liked his putt, and he has a, he had a great forehand, too, like, a real nice forehand-backhand combo, and he got into a little bit trouble in the, in the woods a bit, but, uh, just from when I saw in that final round, but he had like that crazy sawgrass putt on hole 14 that he made, and he had a huge fan following. I think uh, Terry and them are still trying to figure out a a name for the fans. Uh, I kind of like the Soligans, you know, like almost like a mulligan, but Soligan, I don't know. Or I feel like you could almost go like the Monsters Inc. route, you know, with Sully from Monsters Inc., do something but yeah dude I really liked his energy and then um someone said in the comments that he told his kid to call him silly Sully because like the guy's kid said he had trouble remembering names and and uh Sullivan's like yeah you can call me silly Sully so I kind of like uh silly Sully too um but yeah I really liked his energy I liked his game I liked his putt so for sure I think Sullivan Timpton is a guy that I'm really going to be keeping an eye on for sure. I liked his game. I liked his energy. Um, the other guy, Joseph Anderson, Joey Buckets, he was crushing it. He was 12 down the last round to go, 23 down. And he missed like a, like that 100 and, 
like 90 something that less than 200 foot hole where he hit a 12 foot putt that he missed like he could have had 13 down easy um but he has like a real hyzer spin putt that i mean when it's it sounds like when it's on it's on and you can call him joey buckets but if it's off it could definitely be off so i'm a little hesitant to uh, trust him until I dive, I guess, more into what his actual putting numbers are. But, uh, dude, he was definitely a guy, and he was rocking the bucket hat, too. So, uh, Joseph Anderson, Joey Buckets, dude, I liked his game. And then, Bra- was it Braden Sides? He he had, like, a double bogey on one, and then, like, that bogey on 18, where like he could have laid up to qualify for USDGC, but he went for it and it like hit the basket and rolled away, and then he ended up missing the comebacker. But overall, his game looked pretty smooth. Um, just some like maybe nerves or something on one and eighteen. Um, but he ended up tied fifth as well at fifteen down. So those were some guys to to keep a name on. Uh, I'll, out of the whole group, I definitely liked Sullivan Tipton's game the most for sure. Depending on how deep your team is, I think he is definitely a nice add. And then, you know, being in Tennessee, I thought Zach Melton might be a nice play here, potentially, even though this is a bigger distance one. But um, I was kind of questioning it. But luckily, uh, well, not luckily, but it sounds like he's going to be out with like a knee issue. Um, so kind of makes that decision for us uh no zach melton for this one uh but yeah dude the throw down the mountain i think like sullivan tipton was uh the big takeaway but aiden scott i think got fifth there so yeah we'll see how he does at his first elite series but i think your big distance like caroline henderson dude she for sure is a fpo i'd be targeting this week and then uh, I'm going to go with Allie Smith again. I'm just going to beat the drum on the Allie Smith and Caroline Henderson, I think, right now. Uh, for sure, I'm sure Caroline's taken. I'm sure, I've am sure i seen a... I haven't watched any of her YouTube stuff, but I saw she's been picking that up, like the socials and stuff. So, dude, good for her. Popping off. And, um, oh, speaking of, Heiser Base, dude, they added uh, free agents. So, oh, snap. I think I might look to see if I could pick up... Uh, uh, Caroline Henderson in one of my Heiser base leaks because like if you have let's say Kona or even even like Paige Shoe, you know maybe you want to go Caroline Henderson I think uh, I have not been very active on social media this last week so I think I missed that announcement that um, uh, Man- Manuel and Patrick made with the uh the release of free agents but dude it sounds like they've been really responsive to uh your guys's requests so you know go in there and and on the home page they have that feedback where you can send them a message and um i think they've been pretty responsive to like you know it's their first year like uh like be nice <laughs> it's their first year like uh be nice with your feedback just give them constructive criticism but yeah they've already implemented it so um kudos to the fellas at heiser base for getting the free agents because i thought that was for sure nice it's going to make it easier keeping up um 
throughout the season. So um, I'm going to get into a few of my picks. I think that's really all. Let's see. I had on some of those. Yeah, survivor picks. I'm gonna. I am gonna go with Chris Dickerson. I just what he's what won it. Oh, just hopping on a his stat mando. First last year, fourth in 2021, second in 2020, first in 2019, first in 2018, first in 2017, and second in 2014. So, um, I know that they were. Like not huge, like it was a silver event last year. Uh, NT in twenty twenty one, but bro, this is his home, his home state, and he's got the tools, you know, backhand forehand combo. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Chris Dickerson here. But like I said, if you want to go with Ezra Aderhold, I that would be my second survivor pick if you've used Chris Dickerson by chance already. And then on the FPO side. You could go Evelina or Henna. Uh, I think I am going to go with Macy Veladias. She is also from Tennessee. She was on the lead card last year. Good forehand backhand combo. Honestly, like uh, I did watch, like rewatch uh, some of the FPO. I felt like she really let it slip away from her with Missy. Um, like she was right there and in like the. The score total at the end, I feel like, didn't illustrate how close it actually was. So, um, dude, I'm go- I'm definitely going to go with my girl, Mace the Ace, Macy Veladias, getting it for the survivor pick on FPO side. With my grip six, pick six, I got Chris Dickerson, Calvin Heinberg. I don't know how you don't pick Calvin Heimberg on grip six, pick six every week right now. The dude is on fire. Absolutely fuego. Someone get a uh, dude. He is just on another level right now. So get you some Vinny on your grip six, pick six. Don't think twice, you know, just easy. Knock it off. So Dickerson Heimberg. Then I'm going to go Ezra, dude. I think he's going to have a real nice week. His OB rate's been night and day this year. And uh, some of the holes, dude, he can absolutely just fuck or whoops he can absolutely smash it on so like some of the yeah i can't remember what hole it was that he took the wide 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 route and had a straight shot to the pin it was like three or four he he can i think he'll put himself in some nice situations this week yeah just looking at last year he was 46 percent c1 in regulation at music city open which was seventh 74% 74% C2 in regulation, which was 5th. 85% fairway hits, which was ninth. 52% birdie percentage, which was 3rd. So, dude, he uh, what? It gained T to green, was 8th. 4 OBs. Um, yeah, I think Ezra is going to have a really nice event here. So, I am... I'm going to put him in my grip six, pick six. The Really, the other one I was deciding between was him and Adam Hammes because I think Adam for sure could have a, a nice one too. But I think I'm sticking. I am sticking with Ezra. But if you want to make the switch to Adam 
Hammis on that one. I think that's a good call. And then I'm going to go FPO. I think Kristen Tatar should bounce back here. You know, forehand, backhand combo. Uh, Paige Pierce I'm going to put up there. And then I'm going to go Macy Valadias. I'm going to go Macy the Ace. I think those three should be right up there. So for your grip six, pick six, I got Chris Dickerson, Calvin Heimberg, Ezra Aderhold, Paige Pierce, Kristen Tatar, and Macy Valadias. For your prize league for this Music City Open presented by Lone Star, I got... So uh, I wanted to get Calvin Heimberg and Chris Dickerson, but I couldn't just with uh, kind of the other players I was targeting. And I just don't... Like Calvin Heimberg and Chris Dickerson are both 1042. And like I want to pick... I might switch back to Chris Dickerson. I just don't know how you don't pick Calvin Heimberg. So I have Calvin Heimberg, Mason Marchbanks, Tristan Tanner. I got Thomas Gilbert, who was 1015. And then Adam Hammes and James Proctor, just because James Proctor at 1021, dude, just he's been getting podium finishes, top five left and right. Like at 1021, that value is pristine. But. And then Adam Hammes, I think that's kind of like a hedge on my grip six pick six, putting him over Ezra. So I think that's pretty solid. I still might figure out a way to try to get um, Calvin and Chris. But I think for the point allocation, that's nice. I think Thomas Gilbert's going to have a nice event here as well. So um yeah, I have. I think that's a pretty solid lineup. I have, I'm really expecting Mason Marchbanks and Tristan Tanner to do well here, so I'm excited about those picks. And um, for on your card, uh, I'm going to have to sell Sayananda finally. She's not going to be at Music City Open, so um, her value is started at a thousand dollars and it's up to sixteen seventy four got that first place at uh Texas states and you saw her personality shine through so we've been uh we've been touting Cy over here for a bit and super happy to see her get the win so unfortunately though gonna have to sell her on on your card and uh you know I'm gonna be looking to get um let's see I think I am definitely going to for sure try to get Chris Dickerson in there. And Kristen Tatar. And then um, looks like I was able to get with my pro leagues. I got the pro and then Tristan Tanner, Chris Dickerson, and Kristen Tatar. Um, I think it's pretty solid lineups. And then for the free league... Ooh, actually, uh, Macy Vela Diaz is a steal right now. She is uh, like $2,300. So, yeah, she's $2,365 right now. So, if you're doing on your card, I think uh, you for sure have to get Macy Villadiaz. That's a surefire value right there. 2365 for Macy Villadiaz. Pick her up. And then in terms of value, like Chris Dickerson is 3650 
whereas Calvin Heimberg is 45.87. So, like, as good as uh, Calvin is, I don't think, for On Your Card, I think the value of Chris Dickerson is for sure a better value than Calvin right now. Adam Hammes is 33.85, so that's a good value. Yeah. All right, actually, I switched things up. Um, so, yeah, I got actually Macy Villa Diaz at 2365, Chris Dickerson's 3650, and then Adam Hammes is 3385. And then I filled it out with uh, Matty O at 3800. So, yeah, I think those are some good squats. I just think right now, like Kristen and Calvin are almost 4,500, whereas you can get Chris Dickerson and Adam Hammes around the 3,500 range, 33. So Nikos at 3,080. So yeah, it depends. Uh, I, those, I definitely would say those are the best values I see is Macy Villa D is at 2,365. And then Chris Dickerson's actually a pretty nice value. So if, for sure would consider uh getting him and then uh it looks like a skip base also has a if you have any skip base points i put in three points for an event matchup this week that is also all mpo so i ooh, maybe this is where yeah this is where i did chris dickerson over calvin nice okay perfect so i can hedge that so if you want to do both yeah if you have any skip base points maybe do the f the uh, lone star one i think it's a hundred dollar gift card so you can do that for free and then there's also one for skip base points so you can switch things up so i think i won i got calvin the other one i did chris dickerson just kind of hedge that and then one of them i might do ezra and the other one i might do adam but i think i am going to stick with tristan tanner mason marchbanks james proctor and thomas gilbert for both on that so i think uh those are some good picks and then uh i think i got through all the leagues like we did your grip six pick six your survivor picks we did your event lineups you're on your card so to wrap it up i'm gonna give you your chill kill picks these are your picks that will be chilling on waivers who can kill it this week for you I'm going Mason Marchbanks. Uh, I liked what I saw from him at the Open in Austin with his forehand-backhand combo. And uh, he's just kind of got like a cool demeanor. So I'm going Mason Marchbanks on the MPO side. FPO, I mean, I'm not too sure. I think I'm going to beat the Allie Smith drum again and go with that because I think she's got good distance for sure. So... I think uh, I think I'm gonna go with Allie Smith. Hopefully, she'll be able to pop off this week. But and I and I feel like she should be on waivers. I feel like for sure Caroline if Caroline Henderson's still on waivers, absolutely hundred percent she would be the pick. But um, I, I'm gonna I'm assuming she's been taken, so I'm gonna go with Allie Smith. But yeah, I think that will do it for this episode of Chill Dis Days a sports ethos presentation again i am your host matthew williams make sure to follow me on twitter at mr chilliams and instagram at chill Dis days thank you so much for listening 
may all your bogeys become birdies. Bye.